Vasquez said in Aliens, let's rock. If you're new to the tribe, we've got Rad across the table. Rich is behind the mix. My name is Yanni Bormeister, and we are Unity Gym, experts of turning driven people into athletes. This episode is brought to you by the Unified Movement System, the only online program that balances strength, flexibility, and fitness in an efficient 60-minute workout so you can unleash your inner athlete. Get daily coaching by us, plus our epic gym and home UMS programs, extensive exercise library, private coaching group, and weekly coaching calls. As a valued listener, use the link in the description to get your first month free. Before we get started, a big warm welcome and shout out to everyone tuning in and watching on the Unity Gym YouTube channel. Remember to smash the crap out of that like button. The more likes we get, the more legends just like yourself get to see this content. And as always, subscribe if you like what you see. I'm super excited to announce that joining us today, we have Phil White from ADPT Physio. And if you didn't know, Phil started work in the fitness industry in 2012, first as a remedial massage therapist, and then went on to study exercise and sports science and a doctor of physiotherapy postgraduate degree. Now he runs ADPT Physio, where they specialize in delivering the athlete rehab experience to everyone. Phil's been a massage therapist to the GWS Giants AFL team, Olympians, Paralympians, and a number of other professional athletes. Welcome to the show, bro. Thanks, guys. Always great to be here. Always good to have you here. So today we are diving headfirst into a question. Great question from Helen Madge from the UMS Online Coaching Group. Helen asked, does it make a difference if you split workouts up, i.e. two half-hour sessions versus one-hour session? And is there an optimum workout length? This is a very good question. Uh, we're going to go around the table. We're going to get some insight from all of us, how we like to train, the results we get, and then get a little bit of the... Uh, the science to support what we're talking about too. Sure. So if we're going to finish with the science, we probably should start with me. Um, <laughs> the, pr- um, the practice. Yeah, the practice. Yeah. Look, first things first, I'll say this really, really comes down to what you can afford to do, how much time you can afford to outlay. Because what I'm about to tell you what works for me and what I do, most people would, their jaw would hit the floor if they talked if they tried to match my commitment to training and we funnily enough this is how the UMS originally evolved because when we when we first started the UMS not really having any um, experience with doing online coaching and knowing what people could and couldn't do I basically just wrote a program that was really really good based on what I can do and what I do and I'm not talking about skill level I'm talking about time wise so I just wrote a program with the consideration of how much time I put into training people loved it because it's phenomenal but what we found very quickly is that the majority of people could not stick with it after the first month because it just took too long even if you really knew what you were doing and you just put your put the pedal to the metal the workouts took 90 minutes which meant that for most people who had to keep looking at the program card and go over to that bit of equipment the workouts would take over two hours yeah one of the, one of the things that we need to take into consideration that we didn't is that we've built a gym on the efficiency model so yeah. that everything is exactly where we need it to be to yeah. do our workouts. Yeah. Whereas most people in a big gym don't have that luxury. Yeah. But that said, the way that we've done the new UMS workouts, it is a, a lot more in alignment yeah, with that. 100%. And so, and so what we did was we, we went back and completely rebuilt the UMS gym workouts and the UMS home workouts so that they are done in 60 minutes. And so that's, that's the first thing I'd say, you have to figure out how much time you've got. Moving away from that, if I'm talking about personal experience, I, um, we all have coaches, Yanni, Phil, Richard, myself, we learn from people. That's how you get better in life. So we coach people and we get coached ourselves. I 
currently work with a phenomenal coach um, who my workouts, I have to do two workouts a day and the morning workout goes for about two hours and then the afternoon workout goes for about one to one and a half hours. Most people would hear that and just think, oh my God, how, how could you do that? But it's not um, high intensity work for the whole time. The morning routine is there's a lot of um, movement training, which is you, you might call it light mobility training. Um, there's some handstands in there and then it finishes with some, you know, soft acrobatic movements that get my heart rate up, but they're certainly not, it's not like I'm, you know, one RMing or anything like that. Whereas my afternoon workout is strength training, it's straight up strength training. It's five, five sets of, you know, uh, however many reps and you're, you know, you're going for it with calisthenics. Now, if I was to put both of those workouts together, then I've already done two hours of training before I get to my strength training where you need to be able to produce maximal effort. And that would just be impossible. I just, you, you, like by definition, you can't produce maximal effort if you're already fatigued. You have to be in a relatively fresh state. So for me, the way that I'm training, doing two sessions a day is really optimal. But I'm a coach. I, this is my life. I've been doing this for a long time. And it's important to me to continue to evolve and continue to get better and research things and learn from different people. So that's my life. If you're somebody who struggles to find an hour a day of training, then to ask the question, would it be better to split my workout into two? You'd have to ask yourself, well, what would work better for your life? Would it be better for you to do 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the afternoon? I'd argue most people that I've trained that wouldn't be better purely because you might say in your mind, oh, this would work well, but it actually is really hard for most people mm. to, to find it, it doesn't even matter if it's 15 minutes or an hour, but to find a block of time in the morning and a block of time in the afternoon to train for most people, that's just unrealistic. Yeah. And this is where I want to go next, which is that, you know, it, there's so many variables that need to be taken into consideration. And the first one that you just spoke about then is time. How long have you been exercising for? Because for an absolute beginner, the 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 intensity and volume that re is required to give you the the amount of stimulus you need to adapt positively to have a positive adaptation to the exercise because you can have both a positive or a negative adaptation to exercise and Phil's going to talk about that in in a moment and and the dosage and and all that sort of thing but for an absolute beginner it's much less and so I would say that it's much better for you to just do one workout but then there's other the other variables that you need to take into consideration and. Uh, and that is sort of what goal you're going for. You know, if you're doing a bodybuilding workout or if you're doing a, a fat loss workout where it's just about displacing calories and, and disrupting your, your homeostasis and your metabolic system, uh, then you want certain levels of accumulative fatigue. So breaking a workout up, you're going to lose that, um, the, the, the accumulative fatigue benefit, which is, you know, how fatigued your body is at the end of the workout, how much it's going to disrupt your, your homeostasis, your metabolic system and create um, EPOC, exercise post-oxygen consumption, where you're burning calories at a higher rate for the remainder of the, the, the day as your body settles down and recovers again. So there's all these little variables that take into consideration. With our program, believe it or not, the unified movement system, if you were to take it into like athletic development, it's probably not the optimal way to train because we're actually hitting all different energy systems in the one workout. We're going for um, strength, we're going for cardiovascular adaptation, and we're going for flexibility adaptation. And, you know, there, there will be um, uh, sports scientists out there that'll say, well, that's not the optimal way to train. You shouldn't combine those 
attributes in one workout because they're asking the body to do different styles of things. But what we've found over the last 20 years of training people is that the biggest problem that we face is the fact that it's not about what we do in the hour that we're at the gym or the two hours that we're at. It's, it's everything else we're, we're, we're dealing with, everything else we're, we're, um, uh, that, that comes up as competition for that workout. You know, And what we've found is focusing and optimizing efficiency is the number one key to most people getting a good result. And the, the proof is in the pudding. Our guys get uh, at Unity Gym, I, I, I've, I've traveled to a lot of gyms. I've tra I, I, I have a lot of colleagues and I am yet to see a large cohort of their members achieve anything near what our members achieve. Mm. And, I'm, and I know that's big noting and that might seem like, oh, you're full of yourself, but I'm, I'm serious, you know, mm. like the, the majority of our guys get incredible results. Mm. And I don't believe it's because, uh, because the, 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 the formula is the best. You know, the, the, the fact that we train strength, flexibility and fitness could be in, in one 60 minute workout efficiently could be argued that that's not the optimal way to train. But from an efficiency, <laughs> from an efficiency standpoint, and the fact that everybody gets a, a, a nice dose of everything consistently throughout the week, when you look at a twelve-month period, it produces phenomenal results. Mm. So you've got to look at okay, what am I trying to get the absolute best possible? Squeeze the last two percent of performance and adaptation out of my workout. Am I an elite-level athlete that needs that? level of scrutiny in my workout or am i yeah just trying to get a really great result am i just trying to transform my body am i trying to get more flexible am i trying to you know what's your what's your goal you know and and then there's a lot of variables that come into play yeah that idea of optimal is is an interesting one because yeah it's like optimal for what and and there's there can be something that is like optimal for that goal but then if it's optimal for you actually being able to do it that's the other thing so yeah i'm like that's a, the biggest thing and and i've had issues in the past where i've tried to train really hard and, and split up days and and like kind of overdone it and end up you know you get injured and you're out for a couple of weeks and you're trying to do other things but it's it's sort of idea that like sometimes people just try and think like okay can i just cram more in can i cram more in and then you end up like sure getting some really fast progress in some of the areas you're after but then if that then leads to and now like a month or <laughs> six weeks of having to recover from that or um, causing injuries because you've just acutely overloaded then while that two weeks section might have been optimal that you were really pushing yourself if you look at that that if you zoom out then yeah certainly you can see how suboptimal that can quickly become so yeah it's just a really common one i see when working with particularly um like physio patients from the unity community because it's more about like how much can i fit in can i do more can i do more um and that just a lot of the time it's just like convincing people that it's okay to <laughs> not constantly fill every spare waking hour and that, that focusing on recovery might be the uh where you're going to get the gains because yeah. yeah people are just uh the the motivation levels in a lot of the um unity members is just so high that you you kind of have to just yeah. give them permission to yeah to to not constantly be pushing yeah yeah and if you do if you if you do have the time in your week and you are somebody that is as dedicated to your training as as i am then training twice a day is a, is a great thing to do. Personally, I wouldn't do it more than five days a week. Even ice on a Saturday, for example, um, try getting that past your wife where you're gonna, you work like what <laughs> I do. And then also say on Saturday, I'm going to the gym first thing in the morning and then I'm gonna go again in the afternoon. Like you, you won't even have a marriage. 
Um, but it's also, I find that like the weekend in general, no matter what it is that you do for me personally, especially if you're training twice a day, Monday to Friday, you really want to remove things from your plate on the weekend. So on the weekend, I'll go in and do a longer um, training session in the morning and then that'll be the end of it. And if you can, if you can legitimately dedicate that time and feel good about it and not feel like you're always chasing your tail and it's a stress and it's basic, you know, because it's like you always say, feel like stress is like something that you add to a cup. And if that cup's overflowing, adding anything else to it, it just breaks down the system and the system falls apart. And the system I'm talking about your, uh, your whole welfare, you know, your, your mental state, your health, um, your emotional state, all of that. So if you can legitimately do that, then go for it. And, and train twice a week and uh, twice a day. And we can really help you to, to understand how you can use something like the UMS and, and anything that you want to do on top of that to get a great result. But be really, really honest with yourself. And if you try it for a month and you think, wow, this is just too much stress, you've, you've really only got a couple of options. One, you can keep going the way you are and you'll break down eventually. Two, you can be really honest with yourself and remove some other things from your life so that you can fit this in. Maybe you didn't remove enough. And three, Maybe you got to be honest with yourself and realize that training twice a day doesn't isn't the better thing for you. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it, it is certainly uh, like I've I've worked with a lot of professional bodybuilders and the it's it's kind of like a natural progression. It's like another means, another um, uh, um, principle that you can sort of manipulate or variable that you can manipulate to progressively overload your body, going from one sort of hour or ninety minute workout, anywhere from forty five to 90 minute workout a day to two 60 minute workouts a day is a really nice way to progress uh, in, 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 in volume and, and, and it certainly does produce incredible results if you can do it. You know, if, if I had the time and I had the luxury, I probably, and, and I had the energy and motivation to do it, I'd probably go back to doing it. It's how I produced a lot of really good bodybuilding results through my 20s and maybe early 30s. And one of my favorite programs to do is a program that I adopted and learned from the late Charles Poliquin, which is his super accumulation or prescribed overreaching program, which is a two week program where you do nine training sessions a week, you know, and, uh, and, but you only do it for two weeks and you really absolutely overload your body. And then you take five days off, re recover properly, uh, eat correctly and, and, um, and then come back and you're usually bigger and stronger after that period, if you've done it right, you know, uh, I love doing that once, once or twice a year, but, um, you've really, everything has to align for you. You know, you have to have no injuries. You have to have all of your stress variables in your life really taken care of. You've got to be able to get enough sleep. You know, you've got to really, really do it properly. Otherwise you just break, you, you mm. break yourself and, and training, you know, when I hung out with Ben Pekulski and we did our bodybuilding camps and stuff like that, it was always double day training. It was always, uh, coming in the morning at about eight o'clock. We start, we did an hour maybe even a two hour workout, including warm ups and things like that. And then we had six hours off. And, you know, I remember just, it was hilarious lying around on the, on the gym floor, just watching guys try to get a bit of sleep, try to eat, get your calories up, you know, they're loading massive amounts of uh, supplements. And then at an, we did another workout at roughly two or three in the afternoon for another two hours, you know, and, but we only ever did that for about a week or two. And then mm. you were just like, it was yeah, like, just wrecked. yeah, you were wrecked, <laughs> you know? So, but like, I, I remember, um, watching a really great, uh, interview with, uh, Lane Norton, who was talking about 
some of the best results he ever yielded for his physique and his body when he was really into bodybuilding was moving to double day training. Uh, and um, yeah, so, you know, it's like Rad said, if you've got the time, if you can do it, if you can fit it in for your lifestyle, it's, it's certainly something to experiment with because it does yield great results, but you've got to make sure you do it properly. You've got to still be recovering properly because remember, you can uh, have a negative adaptation to exercise if you get the dose wrong, you know? Um, and I think that's probably something that it would be great to get your insight on the, the, the concept of yeah, dosing. I don't even call it a negative adaptation, but a negative response because an adaptation is like sort of suggesting that, yeah, you, you're putting a stimulus and you're getting like, you're becoming better at handling that stimulus. But yeah, certainly I, I talk a lot about the idea that exercise is medicine and you can overdose on that medicine. And, um, yeah, that's where double day training can get a bit tricky, but, um, it's like, I guess to step back a bit and look at like two different ways that you could do it and particularly in Helen's context of already doing the um, UMS online coaching is like either you're kind of doing the same style of workout, so strength, flexibility and fitness now twice a day, or you're splitting up those elements and doing strength at one time, some fitness at another time, and then, you know, maybe your mobility kind of attached to either one of those. But like, I think that's kind of practical ways to, to think about it. And if you were to do it, I'd like, I'd say for, for most people in the UMS online coaching, it would be the way to do it would be to split up the elements. So you have a time where you're doing strength specifically, a time where you're doing the fitness specifically. That gives you um, a chance to get really good um, stimulus to those particular types of muscle fibers, those energy systems. And then you're giving those same, like that adaptation, then time to respond. And then you can do your, your fitness at another another time. And by that time, you've had plenty of time to recover. If you're fueling appropriately, then yeah, you could get a really great result by by splitting it up in that way. But the, the other benefit is that you, you like, and this is one of the things that um, Lane Norton was a big proponent on, you 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 come in for that second session fresh, yeah. like you sent, your nervous <clears throat> systems had time to recover. Yeah. So where you'd usually carry accumulative fatigue into that second session, so all your supplementary lifts, get hit better your, your, your load your, your total load lifted usually increases which is a great uh, a great thing to, to to get you know but it does just come down to um i guess yeah have, but, have you got the time but yeah the idea of doing the same workout twice in a day like that that yeah, doesn't make it brutal. as much no, sense to me so yeah. like because again you really want to give that that stimulus and it's within the recovery that's when you get your adaptations that's when your body and decide on where the where the body is going to be sending this this precious fuel um, and these resources to um, to make appropriate adaptation. So yeah, you like kind of constantly hammering yourself with the same stuff, just is not ideal. Yeah, I'd um, like I'd like to um because the three of us at times have all done double day training for very yeah. different goals. Me with movement based goals, Yanni with muscle hypertrophy or strength goals, and Phil you with um, sports goals like triathlon or things yeah. like that. So let's go around and I'll start and we'll just talk about what double day training looked like for us and how it worked for us and how you can do it for those who are listening and thinking. And the first one that I'll start with is for anybody who is a UMS member and who has our master classes, how can you do double day training and use it effectively? And what Phil said is one way to do it if you were wanting to split up your UMS um, fundamental workout. Another way to do it would be, because we have a lot of people that are in this boat, people want to be able to do a handstand and they have the handstand masterclass or the press to handstand masterclass. 
or, or they have the flexibility masterclass. They're probably the most common ones or the 18 minute stretching routine. So if you had any of those masterclasses, the way that I would do it, and you could dedicate two training sessions, one in the morning, one in the evening, I would do a morning session where you work on the masterclass and you might not do that every day. Like for example, a press to handstand, you absolutely would not train that every day. Two days a week maximum is enough. Uh, whereas the handstand masterclass, as we periodize it, you can definitely get up to doing five or six days a week doing that. It's a, it's a different way of training. And the flexibility masterclass, you can absolutely do five or six days a week of training. So to do one of those in the morning, because each of those, if, you, if you're if you not really rushed, you could easily do a 45 to an hour workout, 45 minutes to an hour on just that masterclass. Then have your six hours, eight hours break, and then do the UMS fundamental workout, which is basically the home workouts or the gym workouts. Yeah, can I suppose that you've just brought up a really good point there, and I, I should have clarified. So when I was talking there about the interference effects of strength, flexibility, and fitness, but skills is a whole other base, and I've, I've talked about it quite a lot, that frequency is the biggest um, factor in, in skill development. And if you can be spreading out your um, exposure to skill practice and balance practice, and that's going to be a really effective way of progressing quickly. Um, so yeah, you can definitely be throwing those in a few times a day and, and like greasing the groove is a, a type of training that um, we've talked about a bit before and Rad has done quite a lot yeah. for skill development, um, which is, yeah. yeah. Which is why for me, the way that my training looks, so if you want to know what is two hours of training in the morning look like and one to one and a half hours in the afternoon, my training is really, it's like a combination. It's like if you knew the UMS inside out like I do, it's like a way of combining all of it into a day. Because what I do in the morning, my morning starts with about 20 minutes of spine mobility. So it's everything that you would learn from the spine mobility masterclass, but from somebody that's been practicing it for five years. So I do all of these you know, really cool spine mobility drills and I do a lot of it. I do 20 minutes of it. And then I move into um, wrist prep uh, a bunch of hanging. So I do hanging every day and I probably do an accumulated total of between like four and seven minutes of hanging. And I pair hanging with mobility drills, like just squat, squat warm up routines and rotational drills and things like that. And then I do, and then I move into handstand training. And then I finish after my five sets of handstands, I finish with um, my skill specific like acrobatic type stuff. So things like the animal flow that we teach in phase, in one of the home workout phases. And that's my whole morning routine. So that whole thing is it like the first hour is I'm not barely even breaking a sweat. It's just working up to my movement training at the end. And then I finish that, have a long break. And then in my afternoon session, it's just a straight up strength and flexibility workout. So I'm doing exactly like what we do in the UMS where I'm doing a set of strength training for my upper body and then a set of flexibility training for my lower body or vice versa. And I'll do an A1 and A2, just like in the UMS. Um, and then I'll do a couple of supplementaries for shoulder conditioning or whatever the body part that I'm training is. So that's what my double day training looks like. And then on Saturday, I do a reduced workload where I condense it all into one, but it's basically like doing the morning and evening all in one, but less of everything. What has double day training? And, and my goal, the reason why I do that is because I want the UMS promise, which is I want to be strong, flexible and fit. And I express my strength and my skill through calisthenics and movement mastery. That's my way of measuring and benchmarking how I'm getting better, which is why I train the way that I do. Yeah. So I've done four variations of double day training and uh, I'll work up to what I'm doing currently. The first one was when I was heavily my primary goal was to build lean muscle mass uh, and I did two variations one was the prescribed overreaching program that I talked about earlier which is 
a very, very intense session in the morning, followed by a very, very intense session in the evening. But you only do it every second day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, you only do one session. But it's that specific program, and it's the only time I train body composition is whole body training. So that means that you're doing squats, hamstring, uh, and upper body push-pull in each workout. Uh, and... Um, that's a quite unique way of training. I would only usually train that for someone, that style of training when they're trying to lose weight or if they're an absolute beginner, uh, like in our 28 day kickstart program. Uh, but um, then I did a variation that I learned from Lane Norton, which was intense, same, same body part, morning and evening. Uh, so it might be a squat session where in the morning you do your five by five and in the evening you do four sets of 12. So it's different volumes. So you get your really high intense work done early in the day, then you have six hours recovery, and then you come back and absolutely demolish those body uh, parts with higher volume, lower intensity uh, exercise. Uh, and then uh, we did our initial UMS was strength in the morning, flexibility in the evening. And that produced really good results, but it was you had to spend a lot of time warming up in the mm. afternoon because mm. after doing all your strength lifts in the morning, it was you, you were very stiff by the afternoon and, and it took a while for your body to sort of go, oh, okay, I'm ready to start stretching and doing flexibility training. Uh, so I, I don't know if I, reckon, I recommend that, That's it. why I now do strength in the evening. Yeah. I find it works better the yeah, other way around. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm currently doing now is um, probably, it depends whether I've got the kids or not. When I don't have the kids, every morning starts with a uh, aerobic cardio, which is usually uh, either a walk or a walk with uh, a, like enough of a run that it doesn't interfere with my strength training because I, I do my strength training usually about three hours later and uh, and it and it can't be intense enough cardio that I come in and I'm 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 unable to do my strength strength and flexibility training so my um uni, uh, unified movement system uh, workout so it's a it's a 45 minute um, cardio session in the morning and that usually is at about six o'clock five 5:15 to about 6:30 and then uh, I usually train you know around 10 or uh, so o'clock and do the strength and flexibility training. So, and that's working really well, you know, like I, uh, the key is that the cardio in the morning is, is gentle enough that it doesn't interfere with the strength, but it's, uh, uh it, it's enough to get my heart rate up into a nice fat burning zone. And, uh, and it usually, yeah, I try to get it. I, I try to peak it at about 145 uh, beats. My resting heart rate's about 45 beats per minute. So 145 is quite, um, uh, high for me. And then, uh, it averages at about 110. Uh, beats per minute for 45 minutes and that goes well yeah, i love it um mine's on a very sort of fitness like triathlon specific sort of program at the moment so it's quite different to what i've um done typically in the past when i've been training for um sport specific stuff like ultimate frisbee and beach volleyball and then um i was doing kind of powerlifting, sort of done done double day training there as well but uh to give a sort of like endurance sports perspective um it sort of involves like three because you're trying to train for three sports at once. You've got three swim sessions at least a week. You've got um, two brick sessions, and this is where um, you're doing a cycle straight into a run. So by, by the time you get into the race, if you haven't practiced that, you feel like you're a giraffe on a bicycle trying to like run after <laughs> after you get off a, a, an endurance bike session because you're doing, for a half Ironman, it's 90-kilometer cycle into a half marathon. So after already doing the swim as well, so you um, you really need to be conditioned to that transition because it's... I can't think of anything worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and, and then <laughs> so you're training for and then you'll have some standalone um so those post run post bike runs will be very kind of 
steady state tempo work, whereas um, then you'll have like some slow, very easy running and some intervals that are training sessions as well. So there's quite a few different types of stimulus and I won't go into all the nitty gritty details, but the basic sort of thing to think about is you don't want to, like I'm trying to not get too much interference between um, uh, the strength work and to stop my stop my fitness training. So I'm, I'm generally trying to put my um, strength days on the uh, swim days so I can like they're generally a bit less brutal on the body though i did do a speed test on monday which was a fight like oh, that's horrible <laughs> so horrible um, and why but, are you doing all this again <laughs> yeah, i think i love it <laughs> um but yeah it's so trying to split it up as as much as possible within the day as well so doing a morning session then um yeah because the strength is currently more at a maintenance level rather than a strength building phase for me at the moment i'm trying to get my cardio in the morning when i'm really fresh um and then if i'm fitting in some str- i either alternate between doing strength or mobility in the sort of later part of the day but again because i am pushing myself on that endurance side of things i just can't be also pushing myself in um, the the strength strength side and And that and and that is a really important thing to highlight it is very hard to push yourself at the same high level in multiple different you know energy systems even if you're doing double day training yeah and i do think it's quite important unless you do a very short sprint like what you described it's really important to kind of make that clarification of which one you want to see the biggest gains in yeah yeah i I, I should clarify when i go for a run in the morning it's five k's it's 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 really not very long far you know and and just to kind of with because i i love the the ums and the way that it gives sort of like that structure and but for me, I can't do something that does strength, flexibility, and fitness after I've already done mm. all of that sort of intensive endurance work in the in the morning. But I definitely use the framework of um, how the the strength is balanced. So, um, like doing the upper body push pull days, I'm not doing full body um, sort of strength stuff mm. so much. Um, but and then I'm still using the uh, like a lot of the same mobility work on my on as in the evening slash afternoon of my um my running and, and cycling but yeah i'm not doing it as a whole extra workout on top of doing that because i've got to realize like okay how much how much have i filled my endurance bucket and how much have i filled my strength bucket and how much have i filled my mobility bucket and you can't just be <laughs> filling them all, all the time so yeah mm, yeah awesome well look and the the last little bit that helen did ask is is there a uh, an optimum workout length and i hope by now you guys will probably be able to put that together and answer it for yourself which is that it just it, there's just too many variables to take into consideration for us to say that you could argue that if your body if you're going for uh, muscular hypertrophy or strength uh, mus- muscular hypertrophy i would say you could you could you could argue that 45 minutes to 60 minutes if you're training at a really high intensity you're going to be pretty cooked after that for most people unless unless like you'll see professional bodybuilders doing two three hour hypertrophy workouts but you've got to understand that they're not running on natural fuel you know most of them are running on exogenous hormones and things like that which does make it easier to it 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 really makes it easier to um to be able to do that so take that into consideration. I remember when I did the PICP uh, certification with Charles Poliquin, um, he said 45 minutes to 60 minutes, if, if you're getting the intensity right, uh, is plenty. Uh, you'll start to see a massive decline in ability. And he used to say the moment that your your strength drops by about 10%, that's it. Your work, your work, the, the workout for at least that body part is done. Um, 
as you become more conditioned and more adept and you're mixing more in, then that can increase like Rad's uh, workouts. But it really comes down to the intensity that you're working at and also your training age, you know, where you're at. And then the last big variable is what are your goals? You know, if your yeah. goals are just to displace calories, then usually the, the, the more the better. But um, it, it, it all sort of it all but, sort of varies. Yeah. Just remember that an optimal program that you're not doing is is it's not optimal. Is, is yeah. not optimal. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, exactly right. Any workout is better awesome. than no workout. I love you that. Know? Yeah. All right, guys. That's all we got time for. Uh, remember, uh, if you would like to connect with Phil outside of the um, uh, the podcast, Phil can be found on Instagram at ADPT Physio. You can also book in for an in-person or online session with Phil at ADPT.physio.physio. Uh, thank you for joining us. Always love it. Thanks, Rad. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, See Richie. you in the next episode, everyone. Have a great day.